Howie. Welcome to episode number five of the On Studio Sessions podcast. This week I am talking to the man, the myth, the legend, the live wire himself, Mr. Ronan Lardner. Um, Ronan, how are you doing? I'm good. How's everybody in On Studio? How you on? Mighty. How are you? Yeah, well, there's only myself here now, but... Uh... <laughs> It's That's grand. All good. Just make out there's loads of people. Yeah, oh, it's, it's awful busy. Yeah, we're flat out. Social distancing doesn't flat exist out. here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's no proper strange times, isn't it, man? It's so, so weird, like. It is weird. It's very, very weird. It kind of brings an awful lot of things into perspective of how, you know, life is and what we should be doing and what we should shouldn't be doing and um, but the one good thing about it is that I will say is that a lot of people are spending a lot of time at home and uh, they're getting an opportunity to get to know their families yeah, uh, exactly. instead of being very very busy all the time and working very very hard uh, so it's nice to see when I'm driving home people getting a chance to go out and maybe cut the grass have a bit of fun with the kids yeah um, you know it's, it's the little things and it just shows that the world still turns uh, and the world is still exactly the same even though you know, people aren't busy. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You know, just it, it puts a lot of things into perspective, into perspective of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's like even I noticed that even around here now, people that I know, like, I would say they're always gone working, we'd say in Dublin or whatever, like, and they're actually at home now yeah. with their kids. It's 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 great. Like, it's great to be able to spend time with family, even myself. Sure. I'm gone to college all the time. I hardly see my family. Like, so it's great to actually be at home. But I'd say they're getting sick of me now. But it is, of course, but just like what we're doing at the moment, Owen, um, it's amazing that kind of social media and Zoom and all these other, like Google Hangout and all this, is so, so important at the moment for people to keep connected. Um, this is possibly something that wouldn't have really come to a light as fast uh, if we weren't in a situation that we're in. Yeah. So it just shows that, you know, oh, I have to make a quick trip to Dublin or I have to do this or I have to do that. You don't have to do that now. Yeah. Because the thing about it is, I'm having a meeting or having a chat with you here. Yeah. And we're in two completely different buildings. Yeah, exactly. Um, it just shows that technology has really kind of taken over. And uh, thanks be to God for it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, th- moving on. <laughs> Enough of the negativity. Thanks a million no, for coming okay. on, Ronan. Not at all. My pleasure. Um, no, I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. I think it's excellent, Owen. Um, I, I think it's a really good way of engaging people and getting people involved. Podcasts are a huge thing at the moment. All that kind of an idea. I, I just, I really embrace what you're doing. I think it's a wonderful idea. And I think it's the way forward. And I think it's the future. Mm, well, thanks a million. Thank you. <laughs> um, at all, my yeah, pleasure. It's, it's all about, like, my whole thing is giving people a platform, giving artists a platform. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I've been a musician myself for few years now I'm still yeah. a young lad like but trying to get places to perform and building yourself up building a profile for yourself is hard like you know it's very very difficult sure I know myself I I, I, I couldn't tell you all the demo tapes <laughs> that I made both vocally for radio and for uh, with, with different bands I was in years ago as well mm. trying to get a step up and it is very very difficult for people to get that step up it's, it's next to impossible and yeah. the one thing that we love here in Gaul of AFM as well is we embrace Irish artists and we embrace uh, local artists and we try our level best to play as much as we can. We have a wonderful show on a Saturday night called Amplified mm. and uh, Gary Kelly hosts the show and he does everything in his power to make sure that everybody that sends in a demo to him, uh, whether, you know, whether they have a recording, uh, 
contract or not, yeah. it gets a spin. And I think that that's very important. If you put in the work, like what you're doing now, if you put in the work, I think you deserve to get your opportunity to shine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, there's been people, as you know, Jamie McIntyre and all them other yeah. young artists, like, <clears throat> they've been working on writing music for years and years and, and they haven't got a chance to actually show it to people, you know, properly. Well, well, absolutely. And who you're talking about there is fantastic. Like Jamie's a wonderful artist. <clears throat> you know, there's some great artists around the town of Tume. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some fantastic, like you have Owen Mullins there as well. Yeah. You have some great, great talent in the in the town and the surrounding areas. And obviously, Jamie Curriff Pinman as well. Have to get that in there. <laughs> very important. <laughs> very, very important. But th- these are these are the future. What people seem to forget is... The musicians that we have at the moment, uh, like the existing bands that are out there, the big bands that are out there, the likes of you too, uh, and all, you know, and these other artists, like there'll be a time where they will have to move on. Yeah. And it's, it's important that we embrace and we respect and we kind of nurture the young talent coming through because that is the future. That is what radio will be in five, 10 years time. That's the future. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just important for like, you know, confidence building and all that stuff as well. It's a huge part of it, you know. Absolutely. Even through the theatre side of things like Jamie, he'll tell you himself, he has gained so much uh, from the theatre side of things because his, his vocal is excellent and his performance is very, very good because he's got the opportunity to be on stage. He's got the opportunity to sing. You know, he plays music. He does the whole shooting caboodle. And the thing about it is, it has really stood to him. Yeah. And and stood to own as well. I, 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 think it's, I think it's fantastic that these guys are getting their opportunity now. And it's the likes of yourself who's who's showcasing them and giving them the opportunity at the moment. And you should be commended. Ah, well, that's... <laughs> that was the whole plan. That was the whole plan. That's the whole idea of the whole... The whole podcast is just to kind of get... Give these people a platform. And the idea yeah. down the line for this place is to build into like a record label and a... Like it's a yeah. studio as it is and it's class. I love it. But the idea yeah, is to build it is. into a record label and have all these artists who I've worked with in the past have them come along on the journey with me. Like, you know, that's the whole that's the of whole course. Plan. It's, it's like everything. Uh, you know, we, we all have to start and we all have to build portfolios. Yeah. And I don't think you ever, ever finish building a portfolio. Uh, no. <laughs> um, regardless and I've often said like even myself in the radio side of things the day I call myself a professional DJ is the day that I have lost it Yeah, because yeah. I, I would never I said this to John Richards my boss mm. I, I can honestly say that the day that you don't learn something on radio is the day, day that you haven't really you haven't really gone gone far enough Yeah, Do you know it's yeah. all about learning and, and you know the appetite should always be there yeah, you know that's the key. Um, so I think building a portfolio is most important. But to enjoy what you're doing and to gain experience from what you're doing is the key. And you will have it on. You will do it, and mm. you will build that uh, record label, and well, you hopefully. will be successful because <laughs> your heart is in it. Yeah, it's like anything. I don't care what people do for a living. I, I I don't care. Whatever you do for a living, if you have the heart to do it. And to do it well, yeah, and, do and it to right. give it your, yeah. your 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 all, you'll be successful at whatever you do. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, you could be out picking rubbish. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do it right, it doesn't it, matter. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think the most important thing in life is to be happy. Like I'm very happy in what I do for a living. You know, I, I like I love coming in here into the playground every day for a couple of hours mm. and having fun and hopefully bringing a smile to somebody's face that might be having a tough day. 
uh, you know, bringing bringing music that people may not have heard for a long time. Mm. You know, th- these are things that make me happy. Yeah. If I make other people happy, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, and you'll be the same. Yeah, sure. That's I love making people happy. That's my thing. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Um, so for those people who don't know who are listening, who Ronan is, <laughs> Ronan Lardner is a presenter on Galway Bay FM who um, reached out to me and wanted to come on the podcast. So um, I was delighted, delighted to have him on. Um, it's class. Ronan is an absolute live wire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's full of enthusiasm. <laughs> he's great crack. Um, I've known him for a good few years um, through school and stuff, but we'll get on to that in a, in a little while. I want to talk to you, Ronan, about yourself um, growing up and music wise if that's alright yeah um, well yeah what was music was music around when you were young or what was oh. you know what was music like for you growing up I'll be honest with you Owen music was everything when I was growing up um, my my late dad was a musician that's right and he played with all the show bands around the area and uh, you know he loved music uh, I loved music we had we had all that in common I used to go playing gigs with him um, we had a great time with music. There was vinyl always flying in our house. <laughs> Excuse the pun, not flying, <laughs> flying like a frisbee. But vinyl was there. Everything from White Snake uh, to Twelve Golden Bars from Status Quo, Ronnie Millsap. The, the, we we had we had music from every era and yeah. everything. ACDC was knocking about. There was a bit of Iron Maiden, and then there was something as soft, you know, something as soft as Barbara Streisand over over in another corner. Um. Music was a huge part of my growing up. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a big, big thing in my life. Yeah. Um. I always, I, I can still remember our sitting room at home and the hi-fi, the stack hi-fi <laughs> in the corner, yeah. and I air drumming and uh, air guitaring, still at it. <laughs> and uh, we had two hobs. Can you believe it? Either side of a fireplace. I'm sure lots of homes still have them. Yeah. They're kind of like two. Uh, wooden hob areas okay. and I used to think I was Rod Stewart um, <laughs> sta- standing up on the hob with a uh, with a, a broomstick handle and I jumped down on the ground then because I went from one platform to the other <laughs> and then I went back up onto another platform again <laughs> and I was cool yeah absolutely um, so I always wanted to be the artists as well yeah. and um, yeah so music was huge my mom was able to sing as well mom had a lovely voice uh, and we played music as well. I was I was a button accordion player, guitar player, drummer, along with my dad. So music was a huge part of, of an integral part of my growing up. And I always, can you believe it? Just like what you're saying now about what you're doing for a living. I always had an interest and I wanted to be a radio presenter. And the crazy thing about it was you have guys out there that wanted to be firemen and everybody wanted to be fireman Sam. Um, I just wanted to be a radio presenter. That was it. That was where I wanted to be. Yeah, because I know you got hair for a while. Yeah, I did. I took up. Unfortunately, my dad passed on at a young age. He was only yeah. forty-five when he passed on, and there was a young family at home. And uh, I went in and I did my barbering course pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah, I had twenty wonderful years uh, yeah. barbering, uh, getting to know people, uh, doing the job. It was lovely to do a job as well that there was an end result. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after you started it, there's a lot to be said for a job like that because there's people that work on things that are you know minute things that go into something but they never actually see the end result but I was lucky enough to be in a situation where I had a job that uh, I could see the end result walking out the door whether they were happy or unhappy uh, they were still going out (laughs) the door when I finished so I had 20 wonderful years in the barbering but my heart 
was always in radio, in radio and, yeah. and presenting and music and fun and all of that. Yeah. Yes. And voiceover work. I, I did a lot of voiceover work growing up, too. So really? That all, yeah, I did. I worked. Can you believe it? I did. Uh, I did uh, TV stuff out in uh, Telegale for oh, BBC. Yeah. I was out there recently, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I worked on a few different series. Um, Norman Normal was one of them that was that went out to Australia on 7TV. Uh, I did I did loads of stuff. There was I did a few pilot things as well. Um, I remember there was one that I was working on called Angelo. He was a teenage angel. I was kind of teaching kids about death and, okay. you know, giving them a, a kind of a, I suppose, a simplistic view of angels and all. It was really nice. Yeah. It was really lovely. Yeah. And we sent it off to the Cannes Film Festival. Unfortunately, it wasn't bought at the time, mm. uh, but it was a lovely piece. So I used to do a lot of voiceovers. And even now, I'm still doing voiceovers. So if you could go into Car of Oil now, or Super Value, or Cost Cutters, or Londis, or Eurospar, <laughs> yeah. and hear Muggins here telling you about <laughs> toilet rolls. <laughs> so it stayed with me, and I, I, I still love it. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. Class. Good. Mm. So... Okay, so that was you growing up. That's yeah. I wanted to get that out of the way because I, I obviously this this episode isn't going to have any musical performance part at the end. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to kind of see where where that came from. No problem. Um, you had a lot of, uh, you worked a lot with journalists. I don't. You probably work a lot with yeah. other schools as well in musical theatre. How did you get into musical yeah. theatre and all that? Stuff? Musical theatre was was. <laughs> was a bug that I got at a very young age in national school where I enjoyed performance. I enjoyed the fun. I enjoyed the singing side of things. I loved the dancing side of things. I enjoyed the acting side of things. And I, I, I really loved that side of stuff. So what I did was at a young age, I went into the usual stuff of the, there was no kind of, when I was young, okay, let's get back to the dinosaur here. <laughs> uh, when I was young, there was no what you call performing arts groups as such. Mm. You know what I mean? Apart from the Billy Barrys in Dublin, like, you know, big yeah. stuff that you're on, on, on the, the Christmas show, the, the toy show on the Late Late Show, you kind of go, wow, look at these people <laughs> tap dancing. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, and he's the same age as me. Um, so, you know, there was none of that really around the area. So you had, had to kind of, you know, um, you had to paddle your own canoe. Um, okay. So... When I got into secondary school, I went up to the late uh, Joe Donahue and Noel Coran mm. and can I go in the show this year? No. Why? Because you're too young. So I kept on going until uh, fifth year. And eventually I went up and I said, look, at, I'd love to be in the show. Well, they said you can now, uh, you know, so I went into a show and it went very well. And we got, you know, great reviews on the pa in the papers and yeah. there was no social media at the time back in 1995 96 mm. let's go back <laughs> in years and um but on saying that i just got the bug for it yeah and then obviously i went into different shows and went into the marion coral society show and then you know everything just seemed to blossom and go very well and i found a, a kind of a niche for myself mm. uh, uh, something i was very happy with and something i i enjoyed yeah and um and it was a lovely extracurricular activity uh, so then I said, look, I'd love to throw my hat in the ring for directing. And I was lucky enough to start directing a few senior shows, uh, uh, Nine Arts Clare Gawler Musical Society and a few other shows around the area. And then I started doing the secondary school shows and I enjoyed those. Mm. And um, then I got a phone call. I think that the happiness that that, that I, I, I received from Noel Coran back in 2004, I think it was July of 2004, where he rang me one day and he said, look, it, we're looking for 
a director for, say, Jarlis College in Tume. Mm. Would you be interested? Let me know in an hour. So there was no need for the hour. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't think the phone, the phone call finished uh, without me saying yes. Yeah. And since then, 16 years later, I'm still in St. Charles College and I'm loving it as much now as yeah. I was back then. I just have this. Well, first of all, you know, from St. Charles College, tradition is, is, is a huge, huge part. Yeah, of it. big time. Yeah. And I love being part of the tradition and mm. I love being a link along with Shane Farrell. I love being a link to the school and a link to the show mm. and a link to the students. And it's a lovely thing now where you meet a guy going around with a big beard now and, you know, he's twice as tall as you. And he kind of goes, how are you getting on? Uh, you directed me in the St. Charles show back in 2005. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of go, did I? Yeah. Was it a good experience? Yeah, you were a bit cross, like, but in all <laughs> fairness, like, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, you know, it's lovely to have these memories and St. Charlotte's Hall, uh, the auditorium and mm. the, the, the opera and the room itself and the atmosphere and the smell and the people and everybody just, it just gives, it just gives me great pleasure yeah. um, to be there. And I'm so delighted that my grounding was in St. Charlotte's. Was that there, that's yeah. where, that's where it all kind of came alive, you know? Cool. I yeah. was never into the acting side of it or the dancing no, but, or the but singing see, side of you, it, you know? You're wonderful in technology. Like you, you have a great technical brain. You have a great eye for lighting. You have a great eye for, for uh, vocals or a great ear for mm -hmm. vocals. You know, like everybody, again, going back to what we said before, everybody has their, everybody has their strong points. Yeah. And the key to it is to make sure that your strong points, that you look after it well, do you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. What was your favourite show then? Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot now. How many How many years were you there for, did you say? Was it 16? This will be my 16th show with St. Yeah, Charles this year. And I'm directing the Marian Choral Society show this year as well. So this this is a very big honour mm. for me this year to... Um, and Burke is, is taking a bit of time out, a well-deserved time out. Um, he's he's a wonderful director and a great guy and mm. a great man for sound and for lighting as well. What a, you know, what a brain. Yeah. Um, but he's decided to take a year or two out and I was just asked would I step into his shoes for two years and I'm thrilled and honoured to be given the opportunity to work with the Marian Coral Society because it's like a full circle for me now. Yeah. You know, you know, the naive young lad going in to do the first show and, you know, have the bit of crack. And it's just lovely to be back there now and, and, and to be able to put my story on the, on the, on the table. Yeah, on the, exactly. On the yeah, stage. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. So, okay, out of the 16 years in Gerlitz, what was your favourite? <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, I'd have favourite shows and, you know, I wouldn't have a favourite group. Okay. As in, what I mean by that is every year brought its own challenges mm. and it brought its own happiness. And, you know, all of that. But one of my favorite shows of all time is West Side Story. Oh, I just, as a show, I'm not picking out that cast. Mm. Um, what I'm picking out is a show. A show yeah, that yeah, has... That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has a little bit of everything, West Side Story. It is a wonderful storyline. It is great music, uh, even though most musical directors in the country wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. <laughs> uh, but Shane Farrell would, obviously, because Shane is, is, is gifted. Yeah, along with all his orchestras, yeah. just stop. Just a different, a different class. Yeah, next level. Um, 
Yeah, and he just makes it, well, this is what uh, gets me. He just makes it look simple. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. But that would be one of my favorite shows. I, you know, I loved Evita as well. I thought Evita, we did. I love something that has, you know, a bit of comedy in it, but yet it gives you an opportunity to act mm. and gives you an opportunity to make an, a, an audience uncomfortable. Does that sound right? Yeah. I, I love when an audience feels Oh, wait a second. Now we're after being brought on a bit of a, a roller coaster <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, a bit of a journey, I was laughing right? there two minutes ago, but I'm not laughing now. Yeah. Um, I, I love when there's a bit of bite in a musical. And uh, yeah, so there you go. I suppose there, there are two that would really stand out. And then on another level, I loved the Hot Mikado when we did the Hot Mikado. We had great fun with that. Uh, the dance routines were great crack. We're just a good fun. Yeah, it's good the show. lyrics are bananas. Yeah. You know, you'd want to be off your head to do it. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> And most of the time we were off our yeah, heads. Exactly, it. Be a great yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, so every show has its own little thing. And then I have a great fondness for the first show I did, Big River, back in the day. So, okay. you know, cool. you know, it all has its place. Yeah, exactly. It's a whole other you thing. Know? I was never, I never got big into the theatre. Like I was, I, I just never got, oh, like I could never sing properly. So I, I just kind of parked that and said, right, I'm not going near that. And I'm just going to stick with the tech end of it. And, I yeah, I'm going to stay like that for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, but the good th- the good thing about it is with theatre, um, you know, it's not just down to, and I'm 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 a big advocate for this. Um, when I do a musical or a play, for that matter, um, I feel that the chorus are an integral part of the whole show, in the sense that yes, your front line will do the job that you ask them to do. But it's important for a chorus to make, to gel everything together and to get feelings across. Like when I all, you often heard me saying, you know, when you were down the back and I was screaming up at the stage, you know, for every action, there's a reaction. Yeah. Come on, react. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I take so much pride in choruses, uh, that it's their job to create that reaction. The reaction, yeah. And, and to bring scene into scene and to make things, you know, flow and, and, and you know, they're singing and they're acting and they're dancing and, and all of that and they're crowd scenes and create an atmosphere and ambience. I, I love that. So the way I look at it is, is, you know, your your chorus are a huge, huge part of your show. Yeah. And and getting back to what you said, and let's go back to it here in the sense that a musical to me is on stage, lighting, sound, front of house, direction, choreography, people working in the shop people making the tea and sandwiches. Yeah. It's a full performance. Yeah, it is. From it's, everybody. It's like From everybody. Yeah. Like, if there's a weak link in any of the above of what I've spoken about... It falls apart, you know, yeah. Like, committee have to be huge. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, it's a huge amount of work. You know, from the money of trying to get a set together and, you know, it's, it's, it's big stuff. So, I commend anybody in the game and that's why I'm going back to you that... You know, in sound or lighting or whatever the case may be, if you're not able to to light it, and if you're not able to, um, if somebody can't hear somebody singing over an orchestra, <laughs> yeah, we have a slight issue. Yeah, 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 exactly. Nice so everybody one. has their place. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, completely kind of unrelated, but kind of related at the same time because you're talking about teams and stuff. Um, you ever play sports? Yeah, I played. I played football. football. Yeah. I did, yeah. I played football with Currafin. I have a few medals, a few county medals. Nice one. One or two Connacht medals. I wasn't a whole, I wasn't great. I was kind of like, 
I was I was a left half back most of the time because every other place in the in the field probably was important. Um, <laughs> I, I think the situation was, <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of like the guy that the kind of that the, the principal said, "You're in goal, you're in midfield, and the rest of you spread out." I was <laughs> yeah. kind of one of the spread outs. Um, yeah. I was all right. I was grand. Look, at I had fun while I was doing it, and you know the fitness side of it was great, and the camaraderie with the lads and ladies and different bits and pieces you know it was all good fun but it was just no more than everything else just music kind of took over my my life really class you know yeah still tried to keep still tried to keep fit and all that yeah exactly yeah, runners on today <laughs> and me legs are out did anybody yeah. nominate you for that 5k thing yet no no not yet and they don't have to if they don't want to <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep that in mind i have two to thank do thank you yeah yeah i feel i feel it coming on <laughs> um yeah, I had to. I had to ask about sports because anybody that I was talking to about you coming on over the last couple of days were saying, "Oh, make sure you try and bring up as much of this stuff as possible." Because Ronan yeah, is such no, an all rounder, like you know. So I know, no, no, we we did our bit, uh, you know. But I suppose I was very lucky to be involved in a team in Carrafin at the time. You know, we we I was we had a brilliant under fourteen failure. I was up there with them in 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 uh, Navan, and the likes of, you know, we had Kieran Fitzgerald on the team. You know, these guys, Derek Riley. With some big, big hitters yeah. when it came to football. Uh, so I was very lucky to be involved in that team. And, you know, th- those were lads that went on then to win All-Ireland in, in club, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I just went up and supported them and had a pint. Yeah. <laughs> and went lakes down the pub then afterwards. Lakes. Then, yeah, yeah. 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 You're yeah. Actually, that's kind of similar to myself, though. Not the lakes down the pub part, but the... Uh, <laughs> The whole, <laughs> the whole music part. You know, like, I played sports as well for years. Uh, played hurling, played football, and uh, no, just didn't. Yeah, it's just didn't like, rock you know, with me. Like exactly, you know. Look, it it was good fun and all that, and I enjoyed it. But I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to win any. <laughs> yeah, you I'm know. a big lanky c word, <laughs> so uh, it's not gonna. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't even big and lanky. I just wasn't good enough. <laughs> Well, there was that side of it as well, yeah. But, True. Yeah. Um, deadly. So, okay, I want to move on to, to Ronan now in yeah. Galway FM and stuff. Before I did that, you were, you were, um, you DJed, like, event DJ. Yes, I, I DJed. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I played in bands over the years and all that, and I enjoyed it. And But the hardest thing in the world to do at at, at a time really is is to kind of keep everybody together and you know mm. people going in different directions doing different things with their lives and I said you know what I might give it a rattle I might give the DJ a rattle and see how it goes mm. I had a fair you know capacity of music I had a lot of music downloaded and bits and pieces and I said look at well I'll give it a rattle and see how it goes and one thing led to another and you know I started doing a few pub gigs and you got the odd clap you know <laughs> As a fella said one time, it sounds like when a cow does his business on a concrete <laughs> pavement. You just, you, you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I started Sloppy. doing the pubs and then between one thing and another, people started kind of saying, you know, he's all right. He's not bad. Mm. Started getting a few nightclub jobs. And then before I knew it, it was a situation where I was getting corporate gigs and, and, and kind of, you know, really nice gigs. And yeah. I was enjoying them. And uh, yeah, so many years later... <sighs> Still doing a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one because th- this podcast isn't just about musicians and stuff, but it's about everybody kind of in the music industry. And so I'll be having yeah. DJs on and stuff as well. But it's an interesting yeah. little niche that a lot of young lads my age are actually getting into. 
Yeah, but I'll, I'll give them a bit of advice because I, I think the most important thing is um, when you are working for somebody uh, as a DJ, um, there's two things you need to do. The first thing is look around at the room when you go in. Yep. Do you know where I'm going? <laughs> Get an idea yeah. of, the, of the age group that you're dealing with. Yeah. And secondly, play to your, to your group. Yeah, exactly. As in, you know, look, don't get me wrong. I love, I love everything. I love everything from, you know, I love Tiesto. I love Chicane, Darude. I love all these, you know, dance. I'm, yeah. I'm a big dance man. I love the Killers. I love Iron Maiden, ACDC. And yet, I love Mike Denver. You know, like myself, Nathan yeah. Carter, Jimmy Buckley, Derek Ryan. You know, it's important to play to the room because the success of your business as a DJ is very much hinged on the floor being busy. Yeah. Um. Obviously, if you go into an nightclub, you know, you play to suit there. You know, it's 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 all that kind of an idea, and and as well as that, always have a playlist that would be alternative. That if you went into a room and you spotted. Right, okay, I have a huge a huge variety of people here. Mm. You know, feel it out by playing a few older songs first. Does it get them going? Do you know, just play the crowd. The key to it is to play the crowd. I'll yeah. be honest with you. I have never made a playlist in my life when it comes to DJing. Mm. I've never gone in. As a, now, what I have done is I've put 90s together. Organised them, yeah. Naughties, yeah, yeah. rock. Yeah. Whatever. I I those on, on the iTunes list, mm. you know. But I've never gone in there and said, This is the music that I'm going playing tonight. Mm. Because it never turns out like that. Yeah. Never. Never. Like never. I've gone into weddings looking at a crowd and kind of going, Oh, do you know what they're really going to like now, man? They're gonna love this. Yeah. And when I play it, the floor clears. Yeah. And then I kind of go, Whoa, 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 wait a second now. And a fellow will come up and he say, Any chance of boom, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, play it. And the floor is jammed yeah. and you keep them jammed with that for the night. Yeah. So different crowds, different strokes, different folks. Yeah. You can have a totally different like. Yeah. You could think it's going to be one thing and then it's just completely not Absolutely. that at all. Like... And the most important thing is, yes, you have your era of music that you love. Mm. Right. But the thing about it is you need to shelf that. Yeah. For the night. Yeah. And realize that you're getting looked after financially. Mm. For them, yeah, not for you. Yeah, you're not playing for yourself, really. Like You're not playing for yourself. Yeah. Well, look, it depends. You might go into a room and there might be more up on the stage than there is sitting <laughs> down drinking. But, you know? Yeah. No, I see it myself DJing. Like, I've been DJing for a few years now and it's... I started in the bridge in Tune, and You know the bridge bar. I do. Great it's, spot. It's full of little nooks and crannies and it's lovely. But the it's crowd hard. in there is kind of... It's really mixed. You can have really yeah. young people in there and older people in there. So anytime, anytime, the first two or three nights I was in there, I was playing all the kind of modern stuff, charity yeah. stuff, like your George yeah. Ezra and stuff. And that was kind of grand. And the following, the, would say a couple of weeks after that, I went in and I was like, geez, I'm going to change it up a bit now. And I'm going to go back to like 90s and go back to back, you know, before yeah. that. And yeah, that was a different story that was incredible there was people coming up to me like complimenting me on the music and all that stuff yeah. so it's really it's just it's hard to judge like just well I'll say something now and I mean this uh, 80s and 90s music is bigger now than it was in the 80s and 90s yeah yeah big time and that is a fact yeah big time 
definitely. I had a lad come up to me one night and he said, um, now even if this, this was 70s, he turned around and he said, he was about nine. And he said, will you play a song for me? I said, I will. He said, do you have Casey and the Sunshine Band give it up there? Oh, I said, shoot, I yeah. do, yeah. And you might play Earth, Wind and Fire September after it, will you? Mm. I said, what age are you? Nine, he said. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> this is the music that they're hearing at home from mom and dad. Yeah. And this is the, you know, this is the new, this is their music now. Yeah. You know, so look, at that's that's where it's, it's working at the moment. That's where it's winning. Yeah. And you know what's another great thing now is TikTok. Oh, fantastic! For music, like yeah. you know, there's these. Yeah. What? So it, it sometimes it annoys me where someone comes up to you and you're like, "Oh, have you heard this song? You know, it came yeah. out years ago." And you're like, "Yeah, I heard it, yeah." But they're only rediscovering it. But that's such. That's actually a really cool thing. The fact that they're rediscovering cool all thing. this old music, you're, like you know, look at, you know that Will Griggs on Fire yeah, song, yeah, yeah, Freed from Freed Desire, from Desire yeah, yeah, humongous back in the day, yeah, like humongous, yeah, you know, like back in the nineties. There's all of these kind of, you know. There's loads of songs out there, you yeah. know, there's Elton John songs, there's, uh, you know, there's Phil Collins songs that are kind of brought back and there's samples being used from them, you know, just brilliant stuff like. Yeah, you know. yeah. And actually, there's another thing I just saw for any DJs listening. You know how we say if you go to stream, I'm sure you might even do this at Go Bay. We say if you go to stream a video of a, of, that contains music in it, live, yeah. um, there's all this like copyright stuff. There's a new platform now called Mixcloud. Or, yeah, it's been Mixed around Cloud, for a yeah. long time. And they actually have started doing live streaming now. And because they have Ooh. a broadcasting license, you don't get copyright strikes from your Exactly. Things, which is really cool. I only that one, they only released that on Monday, but I'm definitely going to be trying that out at some stage. Yeah, well we get when we get a lot of music in here, new original music in here, um they they would send it to you via Mixcloud as well. Mm. You know, um, they, send you, well, they send you in all different platforms, you know what I mean? But on saying that, that's the big thing now. Like, do you know what the crazy thing about it is? There was a time where, you know, there was a line, will you play my tape? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, here's my CD. Yeah. Like, we used to, oh my God, when I first started here, CDs were flying in the door. They were stacked up in corners and, yeah. you know, um, that's all, well, not all gone, but it's nearly it's gone. It's nearly gone, yeah, yeah. You know, you're sent WAV files, you're sent MP3 files. Yeah, you know that's the way it is. They send you a kind of a, a link to drop Dropbox. Dropbox, yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's all there. Mixcloud is there. You know, they'll send you a link to Spotify. So look, there's loads of different areas that you can you can yeah. grab music from. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And a lot of DJ um, software now is implementing streaming as well into their actual software, so you can stream from Spotify and stream from Tidal and all these different Absolutely. places. Absolutely, it's really cool. So again, it widens the whole. What's the word it I'm looking for? Not well, spectrum, it does, it, but, it you know, up, up the, the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. And the other thing about it is, the most important thing is that's all very well, as long as the place that you're dealing with has good Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. God, I'll tell you, there's some nightmares out there. Yeah. At times when you when you realise, you know, oh God, you know, what will I do here? Yeah. You know, but but yeah, no, you're dead right. You're dead right. Yeah. You're dead right. It's happened to me a few times. I was out in, um, court, out in Cortoon. They run this camping event. Um, every summer they won't be doing it this summer unfortunately but yeah. it's a 24 hour camping thing so everybody is up cool. all night in a big massive marquee on the pitch like and obviously there's no Wi-Fi out there so I was getting yeah. all, all streaming all this music from 4G on my phone like yeah you yeah. know but uh, yeah it held out fine but it's again it's just it's a worry like to keep on top of it, it is but. a worry actually I, I won't name the place but I I'll never forget I did an outside broadcast a couple of years ago 
and the whole outside broadcast to thousands and thousands of people stemmed <laughs> oh, no. on a dongle. Oh, like a three he dongle. Left or exactly there. <laughs> oh, oh my god. And I put a cup over it to make sure that nobody touched it. Oh no. So the whole broadcast was completely hinging on that because we're in an area that obviously, you know, the, the Wi-Fi the wasn't Wi-Fi was bad. So hopefully things will begin to kind of lift over the next while with all that and, and, and places like, you know what I mean? Once we get fiber and stuff, hopefully all this will just kind of yeah. help. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, so finally then, <laughs> bring us to where you are now is Galway Bay. Yes. Give me your like whole Galway Bay FM story from start to finish and then I'll get into some other stuff to do with radio okay um well it first started out that i was constantly sending in um cvs here uh used to go into kenny rafe down the road and record a few bits and pieces yeah. send it in you know i get reply that there was nothing here you know um and that was fine until one day um a lot of years later <laughs> um a gentleman by the name of tom gilmer oh yeah uh, who has passed on uh tom came in to me and he said i'm finishing up now fairly soon I'll put your name in and hopefully, you know, mm. uh, see what the story is. So he put in my name and I rang a few DJs that I knew on the radio and I said, will you please give me a leg up and see how it goes. So eventually it turned out that I did get in and I did my first show and I was like that, shaking <laughs> yeah. like a leaf. And I got a phone call uh, from from uh, both Keith, uh, Keith Finnegan and John Richards to say, look, at, we liked what we heard. And we'd love to have you on board. Mm. Uh, would you be interested in doing a few part-time <laughs> bits and pieces? I said, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Love to. So then as, as I was doing it, I was growing more and more in love with the job. And I just put it out there that, look, at, I was at a crossroads in my life. Um, I'd love to maybe give it a shot, a shot as a full-time gig. Yeah. So a couple of years later, I stuck with the Saturday Night Fever and yeah. uh, Saturday Saturday Morning Country and yeah. all that kind of an idea. And I was really loving it. And I was covering hours of people going on holidays. I was actually closing the shop at times down in Hedford to come up here and do the <laughs> show and go back down again. Yeah. Uh, everybody everybody thought I was cracked. <laughs> but I knew where my heart was. I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. And eventually it just got to the stage that I got here. And um, I just worked extremely hard uh, to make sure that they seen that I was I was a worker. Mm. And that I had a great passion for the place. I do have a huge passion for Gawler Bay FM. I've, because I suppose I grew up with it. Grew up it with was, it, it was yeah. a part of my youth. And to be here now is, is, is lovely. And to be working with the people like that I used to, you know, listen to. Yeah. Like, you know, Johnny's down in the office down there. Keith is upstairs. Donald Mahan there. Valerie Hughes. Yeah. It's lovely, you know, to have these people uh, now as, as, as work colleagues. Yeah. People that you probably uh, would have looked up to, I suppose. At oh, I, and like, still yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And still do. I, yeah. I think, you know... It's very important to to always have uh, people to look up to. Yeah. And these people have stood the test of time for a reason. Um, and, you know, as long as you work hard, emulate what they're doing, take the advice. Li- the one thing about radio presenting is listen more than you talk. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Be told and be willing to be told. And it'll only make you a stronger presenter and a, a more rounded presenter. And listen to more and more music, you know, mm. be, be open about your music selection. Yeah. And always think as a listener, never think as a presenter. Yeah, that makes never. sense, yeah. The, the day that you think as a presenter fully is the day that you've lost, lost the connectivity with your listeners. With your audience, yeah. 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 Because they are, they are the body. They are the heartbeat that keeps this going. Mm. Yeah. Without them and without the businesses, 
that's that that's that trust us to get their message out there where would anybody be yeah yeah that's fair enough true <laughs> it's true so tell me then about we'll say what's what's a day for you in Galway Bay a, a day for me well a day is a bit unusual at the moment in the sense that I prep my show at home okay I normally I'm in here for between nine and quarter past nine in the morning okay uh, so just I'll give you the normal day before coronavirus yeah, before... took over our lives. Yeah. Um, I'd be in here at quarter past nine. Um, I go down and get uh, go down and have a chat with Johnny straight away, John Richards, to see if there's anything that he wants added to the show today. Mm-hmm. Um, have a little brief meeting with him. Go through the music that is is chosen and the show. I would bring a few um, ideas to him about maybe maybe today might be somebody may have passed away. Back in 1979, on this day, yeah. I'd say, look, at such one passed on. Is there a song that I could play from that person? Yeah. And we'd put that in and take another one out. So it's all, you know, it, it's all about chopping and changing and making sure that everything is done correctly. Okay. Um, and, and, and obviously adhering to, to the regulations of IMRO yeah. and make sure that everything is registered properly and that we're within the BAI regulations. Mm. That's most important. At the end of the day, we have a license too. Yeah. Um, so all that's done. I have the me- meeting with Johnny and he might just give me a bit of advice that yesterday I felt you went a bit too hard on this. And maybe today, maybe you should pull back on this and maybe go a little bit further on this. OK, so that's where the listening kicks in. He's my senior. He's my boss. He's been here a lot longer than me. So I will listen. Most yeah. important. Uh, I'll go down then and I'll get all information that I might have got from Lad Bible, Joe.ie. I might have got stuff from the Mirror, the Star, the Sun, the Independent. I read all the papers in the morning early. I get all my information from the papers, online, social media, and all that. And then I get a prep sheet as well that comes in from the UK that might have a few bits and pieces and a few pointers for the day. Mm. I get all of that together. And I have, I don't, do I have it here? Yeah. I'll just get a few now. And there it is. That's my diary. The big black book. Uh, that's my big black <laughs> book. And everything from every show that I do and have done, everything is in there. It's in it. And reference for everything that if Anthony ever comes back and says, did you do this? Did you do that? Yes, I did. Or whatever. Yeah. I always cross check everything. I'm, mm. I'm that kind of person. I'd be quite anal and things like that. Yeah. Um, then I would check out to see the competitions that I have, make sure that they're all prepped and proper. And do I have beds of music underneath the competitions to make them sound nice and rich and fun? Mm. Um, all the other features that I'd have during the show, the likes of the Power Ballad Power Salad, do I have the song chosen for that? Um, the riddle of the day the survey of the day is all that done mm. the opening of the show today say for instance today and now is Earth Day yeah um, um, so you'd have a little bit about Earth Day uh, it's also International Stationery Day so you'd be talking about little bits and pieces having fun you know today's International Stationery Day who took my biro yeah Do you know yeah. so it's, it's just about having a bit of fun and all of that the half a grand to beat the band and to make sure then that the website is all up to date with everything that I'm doing that and doing. make sure that nobody yeah uh, so that brings me up to about half past 11. Uh, then I'll go and make a quick cup of tea for myself, get my act together, get the show into my head, go into a room like where I am at the moment in Studio 2, mm. make sure that all my all my little quirky stories that I speak about during the day are all in order of, do I want to do this, 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 or, you know, what? Yeah. So it's all of that. So I pretty much have the show completely prepped at quarter to 12, 10 to 12, before I go on air. So it's like a pilot on, on an aeroplane. I know when I'm taking off. I know what I'm doing when I'm up there. Mm-hmm. 
and I know what I'm doing at quarter to three when I'm coming into land. Yeah, yeah. That is it. Mm. The most important thing about a radio show is that you know what you're doing. Because if it's if you if you don't know what you're doing, guess yeah. who knows that the you listener, don't know yeah. what you're doing? Your <laughs> yeah. listeners. Yeah, exactly. And it sounds terrible. And the most important thing is that without being pushy, you have to sound like you're in control. Mm. You're the one that's like, you know, you're the one that has the buttons in front of you. You're the one that has the ads. We've 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 uh, three ads an hour or three ad breaks an hour. Yeah. They all have to be incorporated. Make sure that they're played at the right time, mm. that you don't overstep a mark. And you need to be out at, say for instance now if it's three o'clock, 2.59.48, Rona needs to be gone out of town to allow Bernadette Prendergast or whoever doing yeah, the news in. be in. It's, it's, people think, oh, you go in there and you have a great time. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. But the most important thing is to have a good time, you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, it's all very structured, really, like. It's structured, but look, at it's very important to have a small little bit of poetic justice as well, where there's a bit of fun and, and, and a lightheartedness. And I've left that, those areas in the show mm. where somebody might have sent me in a text. Yeah. And the text could be something bananas. Probably my mother, I'd say. <laughs> there you go. Look, at Mary Amelia's a great operator. But the way I look at it is, is you have to leave yourself open space to have a little bit of a conf lab. Somebody could have sent you in something and you kind of go, really? Ring him, quick. Howdy, yeah. John, what are you at? I'll put you on air. Yeah. So you need to have these little areas, little nukes that allow you. But nine times out of ten, it's quite structured, mm. yes. Isn't it like 15 minutes talking and then mad? Or is it, is that, yes. is it does it work like that every 15 Well, it does to a certain extent. Like, you know what I mean? Obviously, you have Keith's show, which is a talk-heavy show. Yeah. Mine is a music-heavy show with a bit of fun, banter, information, mm. ads, news and sport, obviously. Yeah. So there's all of that. So everything has its little balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing is people love music. They don't want to be listening to Ronan nattering on all the time and all that. So yeah. whatever I have to say, there's a line that we use here regularly and it was instilled in me from day one is think before you link. Mm. So before you said you that earlier, mouth, actually, yeah, when I was yeah, 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 I said yeah. it on air. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's the key. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. So always and ever think and always have a structure of. OK, I'll tell you this. I'll give you a little secret about about DJing on air. If you speak about more than three topics in one link, people will have forgotten about the first thing that you spoke about. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. It's over. It's done. Yeah. What did Ronan speak about? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't he just went you. on and blathered on there for the next <laughs> 10 minutes. I'm sure I couldn't understand a word he said. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point? Mm. So if I sold a competition and went on and spoke about the Queen's birthday yesterday and they'll be listening. What's the first thing he told you to do? Not Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And I, I would and I wouldn't mind, but it could have been a competition. Like, you know what I mean? Which is important, you know, mm. for a client. And a, so the key to it is to keep it short, keep it sweet and 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 make sure it's informative but fun. Yeah, cool. Um when I'm watching your lives, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just drop me phone. Sorry. Yeah, this is this is kind of music to do with music on the show. When I'm watching your lives, sometimes you have your actual your decks in front of you. Yeah. Do you mix live on the show? Sometimes. How does that work? Uh, well, I'm kind of getting into the technical side of it now, but yeah, how no, does no, that no, actually okay. work? No, like, what what we do is like when I was doing that um the, the madness of the isolation party there a couple mm. of weeks ago where I looked like a 5-year-old child enjoying <laughs> myself. Loved it, yeah. Um I use I use um I just take uh Duke 2, say, for instance, the, the, the second DJ fader on the desk here, on the, on our main desk. Yeah. I would um, plug out 
my two jacks. Or yeah. sorry, my two uh, XLRs. <laughs> yeah, and plug in your dick. Plug in my two XLRs from the desk. Yeah. Go on to the B setting, so I'm I'm kind of changing the setting mm. on the on the what you call it. Mm. And I just have fun. That's class. I didn't even see. I didn't even know you could do that. And I saw oh, that one can, day, yeah. and I was like, "Geez, that's no." Class. It's not ridiculously recommended, but on saying that, it's 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 if you want to have fun, yeah, just bring in the decks at times, yeah. And then okay, so other otherwise, but I wouldn't then... be doing that now during the weekly show. Yeah, I, oh, I be that, doing that makes sense. Yeah, if yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. doing the, the the madness that we did for the self isolation party, or I do it at times as well for Valerie's show on a Saturday morning, mm. because I would be choosing the music for that. Okay. So when I choose the music, I have to fill out the Imro return okay. uh, to make sure that everybody gets paid. Gets paid, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's up to me to make sure that that's all done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's actually really interesting. Yeah, because I've yeah. seen that, and I'm I'm just wondering how does that actually work. So yeah. when you're not doing that, then all the music is stored on the computer, obviously. Yeah, the the music is obviously in a, in our kind of database here. Okay. And every hour, I click on a little clock that's on our software. Mm. And the music for that hour will automatically come up and it's just drag and drop into position. But I would all have already a, a physical copy okay. of that uh, music in my hand before I go on air at, at all. That's again how anal I am. Yeah, yeah, just uh, in case. Like, I make sure that everything is printed off. I would never 100% um, um, rely on yeah. everything technology-wise. Yeah. Like, I'll even have a CD. We have CD players <laughs> to the side as well, which we don't really use. Yeah, but yeah. I'll always have a CD in there that if the software let me down, press play and in, I yeah. can put up a fader and let the music play. Yeah, yeah. You know, so dead air is nowhere. Is nowhere, yeah. <laughs> there is no excuse in the world for dead air. For dead air, Unless yeah. it's a minute silence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've seen... I've seen... Um, I've seen that kind of that whole the way that kind of software works just from watching videos and stuff. Yeah, and it's 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 really cool. But all the music then is curated, obviously. So either by yourself, like you were saying there, or someone yeah, else, it's so all kind of picked out. I have to say, uh, the boss John Richards uh, is a very very open guy when it comes to music, in the sense that he will be quite you know strict about. Um, we 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 play a lot of Irish music on the radio mm. because we want to honor the Irish artists. Yeah. And it's also within our BAI regulation to make sure we play an allocated amount of Irish a day. Okay. So you would never, ever replace an Irish song with another song. Yeah, I get you. You wouldn't mm. do that mm. because Irish artists are, are the lifeblood of, 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 of radio, in my opinion, especially here. Mm. Um, so you would, could replace it with other songs along the line. As long as they're within, like we'd be playing an 80s, 90s Irish New 80s, 90s Irish new. Okay. We'd make sure that the, the, the playlist would be very open to everybody. Give yeah. everybody a, a, a twist. Or 70s as well, obviously. Mm. Um, so that's the way we do it. So we, we, it'd be like a game of poker at times down the room with Johnny. I'd be looking at him and he'd be looking at me. <laughs> Can we replace this with this? Ah, go on, you devil. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. And then we change it on the system so make sure everything is done right. Um. But he's a very open guy like that. But mm. he will be quite strict as well when he wants to make sure that certain things are played. Like the likes of Hudson Taylor. They need their twist because they're good. They're brilliant. They're Irish. Mm. Uh, they're lovely. Picture this. You know, you know, it's important that these guys, the script, get their get their twist. The cranberries, you know, all of that. So yeah. we make sure that we play as much Irish as humanly possible. Mm. So yeah. my next question then is, how would say the likes of Picture This and the likes of Hudson Taylor who are on labels, most of the artists yeah. on the radio are. Yeah. How do you get their music? 
they send it to us. Well, they don't send it to me directly. No, they can send it to me. Mm. Uh, but they normally send it to the PD of the radio station, okay. uh, the program director, who, yeah. is, who is Johnny. Yeah. So they'll send him the music and then he'll obviously kind of put the music onto the system mm. and he'll put in all the different bits and pieces. Uh, obviously, with every song, there's a label, there's a writer, there's the mm. length of the song, there's all these informa- all this information about the song that all has to be put into the system to mm. make sure that everybody gets looked after when it's played. Yeah. And then Johnny will say, right, that's the new picture, this song. That needs to go out at, you know, on Ronan's show and such one's show and this show and that show. So that's played and, and that's the way it works. Yeah. Okay. No, it's just that's that's interesting because when we sent in Jamie's single, for example, yeah. that was pure blindly. We just said we'll chance yeah. it, like, you know, and see how oh, no. it went. And it got airplay, but that was that was class. But it was just it was we said we'd chance it and see. Yeah, no, it was a great track. It was a well produced track too. It was great vocal, the whole lot. And um, when, I, when I got it, I gave it to Johnny, obviously. Mm. And Johnny said, yeah, it's a great track. Let's, let's put it on. It was a lovely Christmas uh, song. It was, mm. it was really, really lovely. Yeah. And uh, it worked out a treat and it got huge, it got huge reaction. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it did. It was class. And thanks a million for reaction, that. It was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But um, again, there's, so for artists that are listening that are eventually going to want to have their stuff on the radio. Yeah. What would be the key things that you would say that they would have to have done? Well, I'll be honest. Uh, the first thing is to make sure it's no more than about three and a half minutes. Okay. Uh, I find songs that are too long sometimes can fly by the wayside. Yeah. Um, make sure that it's well produced, well mastered. Make sure that you listen to it a few times and if make sure that you're happy with it. Mm. Send a very good cover letter with it. Okay. Uh, to make sure that it stands out. Um, and make sure that whatever email you send it on, make sure that the the icon that you have with it or, you know, the graphics on it look professional. Um, and just be yourself with it. Be mm. yourself. Be true to yourself. Okay. An awful lot of artists kind of try to be something else or someone else. There's no point. No. Yeah, I say that to all the artists that come in here. There's yeah. Like, there is be no yourself. point. Use your own accent. Be yourself. Play and have fun. Like, the key to a good song is the fun that the musicians are having making Making it, it. yeah. Yeah. It is. And there's nothing that drives me up the wall more than artists who don't use their own accent when singing. Absolutely. Up the wall. Or, 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 or another thing that gets me is people that don't pronounce their words properly. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my, or don't finish a word or don't finish a sentence. It drives me berserk. Yeah, yeah. Now I know sometimes there's like, you know, there's a bit of creative kind of yeah. leeway, but it's just... Yeah, absolutely. You know. Anyhow. Absolutely. Come here, I'll have to, I'll have to shoot soon. No, the, herself is ringing me. Yeah, no, that's perfect because I'm just finishing up. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, that's no, that's class, Ronan. Um, it's you've given us a fair amount of insight into everything there, really. Um, yeah, but all I'd, all I'd say to people is, you know, the most important thing is follow your dreams. Always follow your dreams. It, it, you know, however close you get to them, the key to it is to make sure that you keep going in the direction of them, and hopefully everything will work out. Mm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I always say that as well. Just stick, stick to it, and you get stick to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Ronan, thanks so much for coming on. Not at all, my pleasure. Um, yeah, it was class to talk to you. I know. See, it seems it's it's a weird one because there was no musical performance part. So I (laughs) see. It seemed like I was jumping to different things, but I I I wasn't. I was trying to just. Not at all. It's different when you're not talking to a musician, kind of. You know what I mean? But um, all good. Ronan, thanks a million. Not at all. Thanks a million. Galway BFM, the sound of Galway. Owen, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Will do. Well done on all you're doing. And thanks a million. Keep up the good work. Thanks and yourself. Keep people happy. Deadly. All right, Ronan. I'll talk to you later. See you later, buddy. Good luck. Bye-bye.
There you go, Ronan Lerner. What a guy. Um, great crack, lovely lad. He's been presenting on Gold Bay FM for a few years now. Um, he is absolutely mad on Gold Bay. Um, he presents a show called The Live Wire. And um, he's absolutely hilarious. He's great crack. And uh, lovely person to talk to. He's been involved in so many different things between theatre and shows. He DJed. And now he's on the radio. Um, just a complete all-rounder. And um, I was absolutely delighted um, when he asked to come on. So, um, yeah. Thanks to Ronan. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Good luck. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Have you ever wondered whether the world's most successful people approach their days and their work differently to you? How do they get so much done? I'm Dr. Amantha Imber. I'm an organizational psychologist and the host of How I Work. On How I Work, I get inside the heads of people like Wharton professor and work-life host Adam Grant, musician Amanda Palmer, best-selling author Dan Pink, Broad City co-creator Abby Jacobson, Wired co-founder Kevin Kelly, and many others to uncover how they achieve so much more than the average person. If you love practical ways to improve the way you work, you'll love How I Work. Search for How I Work wherever you listen to your podcasts. Acast, Acast, Acast recommends. recommends.